Ah, uh, yeah. Welcome to Weddings Uncensored, where we drink and talk and talk and drink. I'm Kyle. I'm Allie, and we are here breaking down the good, the bad, and the downright crazy of this whole wedding industry. Cheers. Cheers. Not sponsored. <sighs> I know. Only water today. So boring. Are we gonna let, are we gonna let our listeners down by the knowing that they're only we're only drinking water, water today? today? No, I think it's a I think it's a good break. It's probably a good it's probably a good break. We do have planned a potential like just drunk episode yeah, where so we're we gonna be even it out a yeah. Bit. <laughs> when we go totally off the rails for that one, it's gonna be a shit show. It'll um, be fine. But today we're talking about questions that we've been asked so yes. the topic is not a particular topic listener it, question the listener question so mm-hmm. for anyone listening or watching please comment dm us let us know if you have questions yeah or things we're more than happy to either one tell you to go back to an episode that we've already <laughs> talked about <laughs> we've covered this get out of here this. get out of here no um no but we'll send you that that link um but we also want to make episodes Talking about things that you actually want to know. Sure do. So it makes sense. Yeah. Please engage. Let us know what's going on. Yeah. At um, Shore and Wave, at Pop the Champagne, at Weddings Uncensored. At Weddings Uncensored first. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to help. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah. No, and we love we love the engagement. And like you said, the whole point of this podcast is that we can help. You. Help. <laughs> and sometimes we jibber jabber on. And I think sometimes we forget to like. We're so worried about logistics and we think about the day of a lot and, and stuff that it's nice to take a step back and mm-hmm. like ask like what you're actually worried about or yeah. thinking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess going into it, we have um, a few questions here so far. Um, so one question that we are getting is when logistics are easy, but managing emotions, opinions, expectations can be hard. Yeah. So... I guess the finding the vendors has been easy yeah. for this person. Right. Um, but the emotions are a lot probably coming from the family. Yeah. Um, opinions, friends and family, expectations, friends and family. Yeah. So yeah. let's dive into that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the hard part. <laughs> I mean, that's a hard part for a lot of people. You know, I do think we get a lot of questions or we think about hiring vendors and finding the right venue and managing budget and all of that stuff. Yeah. But really at the end of the day, those are just boxes to check off mm-hmm. of a to-do list. Right. Yeah. Um, figuring out the the emotional stuff is is rough yeah i'm thinking that it's at least for me to me it's easier to just knock knock off a list of like okay let's book these people yeah. cool let's just go down the list but all the emotional stuff usually happens in between and during all of that yeah and then it can turn into well i don't know just finding a photographer mom likes this photographer you like this photographer Mm -hmm. okay well if she's paying for a lot of it then how do you you know like yeah or it's all very interconnected yeah it's all Mm -hmm. connected so it might actually be easier to find the vendors but the process is just much more difficult yeah or just finding out things that people care about that you're like why do you even fucking care about this like Uh leave me alone why do you have an opinion unsolicited opinions is definitely a part of the wedding planning process especially Mm -hmm. like you said if there is budget and people contributing financially like they're gonna have opinions yep and i mean unsolicited or not they might matter and you might have to pay attention to them you know yeah 
Yeah. So I think, you know, it's, it's finding the, the hills you're going to die on early in the process, talking to your partner a lot, figuring out what is super important and what you're willing to compromise on because there is going to have to be compromise. Yeah. Right. Like I think, Okay, this might sound really bad, and maybe you shouldn't do this. <laughs> oh God! Anytime Kyle gives advice, where it starts off like that. But let's just say, let's just say you and I are getting married, and John comes over, and John said, "Hey, I'm going to cover your videographer," mm-hmm. and we find the videographer that we really like, and he finds a videographer that he really likes, mm-hmm. and he sends it over to us. So we talk to these two videographers. Mm-hmm. And we still want the one that we really like. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just lie <laughs> to John. <laughs> Again, it sounds it sounds terrible. <laughs> Maybe we just lie to John and be like, oh, the one that you sent over was really nice, but they're booked. And uh, this one, the one that we like is either more affordable, they're available, yeah. or whatever it might be. Because, sure. I mean, I would probably do that. <laughs> So the official advice is um, build your wedding and relationship on a bed of lies. That's the official advice on how to manage family expectations. You know, it can be a great excuse. I don't know. I Well, That's yes. That's why I said you probably shouldn't do this, but <laughs> I'm going to say it anyway because this is probably what I would do just to like make it go by. Well, okay. I'm going to I'm gonna try to get on your side a little bit with this. No, you, can, just... you can go on the opposite no, side. No, no, no. You can be really nice. I mean, I do think keeping the peace is important, right? So yes, like figuring out ways. I mean, everybody does that with their family though. Like every, like Christmas. Yeah. I mean, I think it's true. Like I don't want to hang out with my dad at Christmas. I'm going to say I have X, Y, and Z going on. So I mean, I think I that just in general is going to happen. House. <laughs> my kids are sick. Yes. Sorry. I can't go. Yes. yes. I yeah, think, yeah. I think little white lies are a part of life and a part of wedding planning for sure. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, managing expectations and dealing with family drama and unsolicited opinions is going to happen period. So first yeah. of all, expect it, right? Yeah. Don't, don't be like, oh, this is just going to be a, a walk in the park and a dream. It's it's probably not. It's hope, probably going to be hard. Hope for the best, expect the worst. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And uh, you know your family and friends. So I yeah. think one of my pieces of advice that I often give is like, don't expect someone to change or be different just because you're planning a wedding. Yeah. Like your sister who's a flake is still going to be a flake. Your mom who's a drunk is still going to be a drunk. Your pushy uncle is still going to be pushy. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. So know that going in. And then maybe along with kind of what you were saying, like if you don't want uh, like opinions, then also just sort of keep some things close to the vest, you know, like mm-hmm. keep some of it like between you and your partner. Yeah. Um, I think when you over talk and overthink about things and like you, you may not even realize you are soliciting those opinions a little bit. People yeah. are trying to be helpful a lot. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. your, your best friend who got married last year, like she's got all kinds of fucking opinions about the day and what she's yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah. And she's probably coming from the best of intentions mm-hmm. of what she's giving you this advice. Yeah. But Shut up, Becky. Like I'm dealing with this. I have a different budget and a different Becky, yeah. <laughs> I have a different budget and a different family and a different situation than you. And yeah. so yeah, I think everyone's wedding planning journey is gonna be a little bit different in that yeah. way. And I think it's not it's also not your responsibility for other people's feelings. Mm. So I think you can be blunt, you can do the white lie, you can just be brutally honest or whatever it is, but it just remember like it's it's not your responsibility to be in control of try to be in control of somebody else's emotions. Yeah. 
um, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. Maybe it is for them and that's okay. Let them feel whatever they want to feel. Yeah. But if you're happy with the decision you've made, that should kind of be it. Yeah. So that's I, good. there's going to be people, at least for my wedding and I'm sure for a lot of people's weddings, there's people that got their feelings hurt and either you don't talk to them for a while or you don't talk to them at all, or they just are awesome and say, oh, cool. Sounds good. I'm glad you found X, Y, Z or whatever it is you're freaking out about. Yeah. So you'll have a spectrum depending mm -hmm. on the people that you're talking to. But yeah, yeah. Just remember your decisions are your decisions and you're not responsible for like other people's other feelings. people's feelings. Yeah, it, that's it's, true. It's already hard to manage your own emotions during a wedding. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think the last piece of advice I'd have on that, that kind of goes along with your lying piece of advice is to hire <laughs> a planner or a coordinator yes. and then blame the coordinator. I tell my clients oh, yeah. all the time. I'm like, blame yep. Allie. She doesn't have to have Thanksgiving dinner with these people like you do. Just be like, I don't know. My coordinator said I have to be this way. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, it works like a charm nine times out of ten. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I will say, though, whoever is providing the tips selfishly, please oh, geez. don't tell them. Because if mom is providing the tips and uh, I tell you, tell mom to blame me, your boy's not getting the tip. It ain't, it ain't going to happen. That's, that's very true. Um, that's so, very true. again, that's super selfish of me. Kyle's full of terrible advice today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Keeping it real. Um, all right. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Oh, that's funny. Let's go to the next one. Okay. How to boil down the guest list. Okay. So in this instance, the listener was concerned about inviting people. Inviting they didn't people. want to invite mm -hmm. family. Do I have to invite people just because they're family? And how do I like yeah, create the guest list that I actually want? Sure. Um, story Elope. time. <laughs> I actually wasn't going to say that. Story time. Um, I think I've, I'm sure I mentioned this before, but if you couldn't spell my name oh, or yeah. you didn't know where Steph and I met or anything about her, really, um, you weren't invited to the wedding, period. Yeah. End of story. Unless they were my dad, my dad, uh, dad's specific request to invite this person. Mm -hmm. Then they were invited yeah. on the the B list. Yeah. There was the A list and then the B list. Yes. Um, that's how we did it. And I was very happy with it. Uh, someone in the family told me I was causing dissensions because I didn't invite them to the wedding. Yeah. Again, I it wasn't what responsible yeah. for their feelings. And I'm like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. And we, it is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Because if you don't know how to spell the persons that you're going yeah. to their name or you don't even know the person we're that not friends. getting married we're to. Not friends. We're yeah. not friends. Yeah. Sure, I agree. We're family, but we're not even friends. You know? I agree. Um, yeah. I think definitely create a, a rule or a line in the sand of like what makes sense to you and your partner, knowing that there will be the compromise of mom has to invite her best friend from college or yeah, whatever, like exactly. knowing that, but for the bulk of your guest list. But I do want to touch on the A-list, B-list thing too, because I think a lot of our clients don't know that that's a thing or you're kind of creating this guest list. So the idea between the A-list, B-list is that your A-list is getting the first round of invitations for sure. And then your B-list could be as you get RSVPs nose or as people are kind of dropping off, then you could start sending out invitations to the B-list. Mm -hmm. You could have a C-list as well. Yeah. But 
if you're comfortable sticking around a, a number for your guest count and you want to make sure that you're, you know, you feel good about sticking there, then absolutely you could have those other folks that you invite. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like a helpful way to do it. Another way that I, another tip is to not send save the dates to people that you don't want to come. Oh yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't do it in hopes that they're going to be like, Oh, we're busy. We can't go. Right. So yeah. a save the date you're sending out six months to a year in advance. Like you really want that person to block that motherfucking weekend off their calendar. Right. Um, but a really easy way to give somebody less notice is just to skip sending that person the save the date. Mm -hmm. Still send them an invitation or whatever. If you feel that this is an obligation that you have to invite them. Um, but that could help (laughs) if they've potentially already planned their family vacation and can't make it or something like that. That's a a good way to do it. I get more lies. This is Mm -hmm. a, a episode on wedding lies. Um, why lies help? They, uh, why they, lies they help? They really can. They yep. can be a lifesaver. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, there is always going to be compromise. You are going to have to figure out, you know, who you're going to have to make happy. There is some family obligation. Mm -hmm. Um, this is a good place to talk about again, very early. Like, do we plan a destination so that we don't have to invite so many people? Do we make it something really small, pick a venue that can't fit that many people? Like, how do we feel comfortable sort of making that happen? Because yeah, if you have a lot of family drama or you, I mean, just the idea of a large wedding overwhelms you. No, you don't have to do that. There are a million ways around it. Um, Don't feel like because, you know, societal pressure says you have to have this big wedding. You do. Mm -hmm. Maybe you just want dinner with 25 of your closest friends at a restaurant. Like that's also a really beautiful wedding Yeah, yeah, or go to Cabo, whatever it is. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, the guest, the guest list thing can be really hard. And then also know how much guest list is, uh, conjected. Conjoined? Conjoined? Oh my God. Joined? Con- connected? Con- that was connected oh, and con- conjoined. Con- what was the first one you conjected? said? Conjected? Conjected. <sighs> Guest list is conjected <laughs> to budget very, very heavily. So, you know, obviously a per person plate charge for your catering. Yeah, every yeah. chair costs money. Every centerpiece costs money. Every, you know, yeah. everything that you do, that's one more person at the bar potentially more staff that's happening. Like I have a wedding coming up in a couple of weeks and they're like in between 110 and 120 is their final guest count. Sounds like it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It's a huge deal. That's adding on another bartender. It's like basically going to be like a thousand dollars to have these like five extra guests, you know? So yeah. that is a huge yeah, way yeah, that yeah. you can just be like, we're keeping it really small because the budget is, is really tight. You yeah. know, don't invite your work friends. If you don't want to, you don't have to, you know? Yeah, so, cause that's a huge piece of your budget. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, something I'm thinking about too is you need to find your venue first. Something that Steph and I did that we didn't, obviously we didn't know because we didn't know is the day that uh, the day after we got engaged, we got breakfast together and she wanted to go through and we wrote down the names of the people that we knew we wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But I'm like thinking about it now, I'm like <clears throat> we don't even, we didn't have a venue. We'd ha- nothing was booked. Absolutely nothing. So well, I'm like, there can be the, you make a general like a list, yeah. but until you know, you get your venue, you may or may not have to get rid of people even on your a-list at that point yeah well that's it i would yeah i would say they kind of go hand in hand of like i think some people don't even realize until they start talking to their families and making that guest list of like oh shit like we really we cannot go lower than 150 people like that is especially if you have large families or something like that so i do think it can be the opposite way where you're like because i have had that where you picked a venue and like 
man. It's you only bar- 75 people. You barely fit or it's not enough or whatever. Yeah. So I do actually think you should make your guest list first. Mm. But keeping in mind, if you already have this dream okay, of sense. Cabo and whatever, yeah, or this yeah, intimate, yeah. you know, dinner party vibe, like then those aren't, don't go hand in hand. So gotcha. I think they're almost like a, a conjoined, a conjected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conjected. <laughs> it's a conjected idea. <laughs> You don't want to make a guest list, but you also need to make a guest list. Yes. And it will make a huge difference on overall budget and your venue selection. So those are all the early talk type of planning questions that you should be talking about. Okay. No, that sounds good. Um, Let's see. We'll go to another question. Let's see. We have how to choose your wedding party. Mm. Don't do it. Just don't. Don't have a wedding party. Just you too. Yeah. I think the past actually uh, two weddings I've shot. No wedding party. No wedding party. Certainly parties. more often than not these days. I would say. Oh, I like mm, just the last one. Maybe 60% of wedding. Well, I would still say it's like 60 to 70% have wedding parties, but like there's a solid 25, 30% of our wedding of our clients that don't have wedding parties at all. Yeah. Or maybe just one person on each mm-hmm. side or like whatever. It was the brother or the sister mm-hmm. or, the, or the best friend. Like yeah. there was the maid and matron and best man or woman and that's or really whatever it is. It. They keep it at that. Mm-hmm. Maybe that so know that thing. that's, okay. Like yeah. it's not, you don't have to pick a wedding party. Like it's actually more common, not also a big trend these days is to not have anyone else standing up at the altar. Mm-hmm. So even if you have a wedding party, having they them sit, sit with the guests, because it looks, I, I personally love it. I think it looks so clean with just mm. the couple oh, yeah. up there. Yeah. And like, you can actually see the altar space. And if you spend a zillion dollars on florals or whatever, yeah, the wedding yeah. I did on Saturday, oh my God, they had the most gorgeous floral installation. Shout out. At Ebel, shout out to uh, With You Florals. With You Florals, um, all right. They did the most phenomenal job, but we had all these bridesmaids and groomsmen stuffed up there too, and I just felt like it really it took, take, away it took away from, from the it. florals. Yeah, mm. so anyway, you don't have to have a wedding party, A number one. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of the same rule, I think, with, the, with creating the guest list is like, who are those obligations? Yeah. Do you really want that? Is is this a compromise you're willing to make? You know, if I have to include all of my fiance's sisters and I don't like them, like maybe yeah. I'd rather not do it at yeah, all yeah, yeah. or uh-huh. keep it just a family. If you have a ton of friends and you were in some, you know, fraternity, like, can I keep it to just my two brothers? Whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, there was one I just shot where it was made very well aware before the wedding that the groom's brother and the bride do not get along. Yeah. And it was like, well, Okay, why? Yeah, why up here? Like, yeah. you know, if you're you can't in a wedding, you shouldn't be in the wedding party if you're only going to be supporting one person. Well, yeah. Period. Yeah. Ever. That anyone be... in the bridal party, you know, like yeah. especially family, but like anyone in the bridal party, don't be there to support just one if you're not there to support. I mean, both. you would you would hope so. I would hope so. You would hope so, but yeah. unfortunately, you know, like, there is that kind of family drama that pops up. Sure. But yeah, certainly you would think the groom wouldn't even have his like best man be the person that doesn't like his wife. Yeah, yeah that's that's not ideal, is certainly. Is that really a best man? Though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That not sounds so like a family obligation for sure where yeah. they got some pressure to have like the brother in it or something like that. Yeah. yeah. But I will also say like on the other hand, I have done some weddings where there's like 14 bridesmaids, 14 groomsmen or something like that. And it's, oh, it's fucking fun. Yeah. It's fun. 
fun. Like, you know your people and you know your friends and like know that if you do have this giant wedding party, like it's going to be a little bit of a shit show. You're bound to have some drama. Hair and makeup's going to take forever. Photos are going to be wild. But you can also know that going into it being like, is the party. Yeah. Like, I love that. I love that vibe. And I want all my people around me. And I don't care if it's ridiculous that I have 14, you know, people standing with me. Like these are my people. And like, so that's totally fine too. I think it's super okay to have zero people or to have 20, as long as you are aware of what comes along with both of those decisions. Yeah. Um, cause the wedding party can be fun. And then also, I think some people I've had some couples ask me, like, we don't want to have a formal wedding party. But like, does that mean I don't get to have a bachelor party or Mm -hmm. yeah, people getting ready with me on the day or doing photos? And you can totally do that. I've been in some weddings personally as a as a guest slash non-wedding wedding wedding party member where they've asked certain people to like be there early for photos or wear a certain color. You're mm. kind of a VIP, but like not walking down the aisle and doing all Ooh, of the hullabaloo. I like that. What if it was just a VIP, like instead of calling it a, you're a bridesmaid or you're a groomsman, you're yeah. a wedding VIP. I That's what I, like I call that. usually like all of the people. So, cause it's usually like maybe there's bridesmaids and groomsmen, but also like the parents could be really included yeah, in yeah, this yeah. like VIP section. And those are the people as a coordinator that I need to know, like who all your VIPs are. These are the people that are maybe involved in the ceremony. Maybe they're giving toasts, maybe they're whatever, yep. but they have some kind of special place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you can have wedding a, a wedding VIP section and Love have it. them all wear a certain color and be there early for photos or maybe they're still part of hair and makeup and yep. they can certainly still throw you a shower yep. and like there's no rules the, the vip party can still throw you a party yep. yeah exactly i had one wedding where they had like a very mixed gender group they were all their mutual friends right they didn't want to have like her side his side like yep. it was just all their friends Together. and uh-huh. they just called them all the peanut gallery yeah. and they <laughs> they stood behind them in like a semi-circle and it was just like this really beautiful like oh, nice. they had a lot of cool mutual friends and that's the case I think with a lot of couples especially if you've been together a long time Mm -hmm. or if you're a little older like you know it's not like oh I'm just bringing in my eight sorority sisters like it's hopefully you've built a life together and a lot of these people are mutual friends and family so yeah I think that there's the wedding party these days is somewhere you can really kind of create your own rules with your wedding Mm -hmm. and and make it whatever makes you feel comfortable love it go big go big or don't or don't <laughs> or go small. Go small, go non existent, <laughs> or go big. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool. I like seeing people's variations of wedding parties these days. Yeah. And don't stick to gender like specific and have them wear whatever the fuck they want. And, yeah. you know, there's like so many different ways that you can make that a really cool expression yeah, yeah, yeah. of your wedding these days. 100%, 100%. Yeah. Staying on the wedding party, we had another person ask about taboos. Yes. Um, so. One of the taboos well, is... We, so let's say taboo kind of turned into us going down a rabbit hole and looking at superstitions. There we go. Taboos because taboos, yeah, like we think of taboos as, you know, yeah, not seeing each other before the wedding or mm. not wearing white to someone. Else. I, I don't Someone's know. I think it's kind or, of interesting. Yeah, but then, yeah. yeah, that took us down like a superstition yeah. rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. So one of them is the wedding party. Why are some of the bridal party all wearing the same thing. Right. Where did, where that, did that come where from? Where did that come from and why is it still here? Apparently, I think this is a really good one. Apparently back in like the Roman times, 
um, the bridesmaids would all wear not only the same clothes as each other, but the same as the bride. So like, if you think back to like very olden times, like they would all wear white, like all white wedding parties. There's like very old school. Um, but they would all, (laughs) yeah, they would all wear the same thing. The bride and the bridesmaids would all wear the same thing because the bridesmaids were actually decoys, um, originally from a evil spirits or also just being like kidnapped because that's crazy. <laughs> this is like old times. This is Roman. Um, this is, the, yeah, yeah. Old Roman times. So, you know, if someone caught winds that there was an eligible woman that was an unmarried virgin, then even though she was supposed to be she's wed to someone grabs. else, she's up for grabs. Yeah. So someone would come and a man would literally come it's and like heist. kidnap it's her. Oh so the bridesmaids would all wear the same clothes as a decoy. Dang. And then eventually later, this just kind of translated. The bride wanted to stand out more by herself. So she would would wear something different. Uh, okay. And then the bride became more safe when it became more yeah. safe and they weren't worried about kidnapping as much. Yeah, yeah. Still a concern, you know, no. Um, but then the tradition kind of just stuck that the bridesmaids all wore the, the same, same thing. thing. And she stood out with her one dress and she stood yeah. out. Yeah. But I think what like is a funny note, like when you start learning about these traditions is just how insane and outdated yeah. they all are. Yeah. And how, when you think about your own wedding, like, you don't have to do any of these things because they're actually fucking yeah. crazy. Like we're just so used to doing them. We're so they're used ingrained. to doing them. It's like uh-huh. we say, we always say like don't do traditions for tradition's sake. But when you actually yeah. are like, wait, Why? Why all my doing- bridesmaids have to wear the same dress because we're worried about getting kidnapped. Like it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Don't do that. Just don't. It makes me want to like really not follow any for of these real. traditions. I will say for the guys, though, the guys, would they always wear the same thing? Because I'm pretty sure that no one was trying to kidnap the groom. I'm going to I have to do some some Googling on that one, but it probably comes from the same type of like if they're already doing it, then we should do it. Basically, Mm -hmm. Like probably saying, oh, you're doing we'll we'll do the same thing. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It probably comes from the same like protection group thing. I don't know. Next one. Next one. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. So wearing a veil. Why do some people wear a veil? Okay. So we place? learned that this is kind of goes along with the first look or the not seeing each other before the ceremony thing. It's kind of we'll the same. Them? Okay. Sounds yeah. It's good. the same, same idea. So, and I, again, this is like so insane <laughs> that I'm like, why does anyone want to wait? But originally that came from the time when most marriages were arranged. Um, and so usually marriage was like a business deal. So a lot of times the couple, not only were they not in love, they had not even met before. And so by waiting until they were actually at the altar, it made sure that nobody could back out. Oh, and shoot. so they would meet the first the time. at would the, be too high. Yeah. The, <laughs> They didn't have a choice in the matter, especially the women, like their dads traded and bartered some fucking chickens and like, a, you know, a, 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 a French a villa for <laughs> this woman. And it didn't really matter if they saw each other before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where the tradition originally came from. Obviously, it has different iterations through Christianity and some different things, but that's like originally where it came from. And so the veil was the same thing where you didn't get to see Dang. her face <laughs> until you were about to kiss People that bitch. People must have been having some 
ugly people and they were just hoping they were just hoping oh, it was probably not cute back then probably i mean not. everyone was real stinky they didn't have baths that was they probably needed know. a veil for that i reason mean it's all too. perspective though because i'm pretty sure the guys also were stinky everyone's nasty everyone's nasty, nasty. everyone's yeah. nasty hair's not done right Nothing. but yeah so that's um where that came from as well was like you not only did you not see them until you walked down the aisle but she had something covering Dude, her face that's until the last minute yeah so if you're worried about that being <laughs> a tradition that you're following don't because it's insane i love it though it's kind of good it puts it all into I like perspective we we hate traditions yeah and, and looking back at the taboos or superstitions like confirms how crazy it how all crazy is yeah, yeah. and how much you really should not give a fuck when you're planning your day i know yeah this will be a new little segment we'll kind of add some um education and i've been doing this for you know over a decade and there's still a lot of things that i don't know the meanings of that everyone just does and we all just say okay yeah mm. something old something borrowed something blue fuck it let's go along with it like no one even knows what it means yep. <laughs> so uh, silly obviously i'm we're or not I, you and I both are not big fans of the cake cutting. So I decided to quickly look up. Okay. Where did cutting the cake come from? Okay. Um, so it says in Victorian times, the wedding cake was known as the bride's cake. And originally the bride would cut the cake and distribute it to her guests herself. Mm, okay. Oh. So I didn't know that one, it was the bride's cake. Well, cause there is a groom's cake. Like you hear that term have never, you heard that never heard okay that so that's very old i didn't get a cake on my wedding so well I it's it's pretty old school but there is like and nowadays a lot of times when people will have the wedding cake and then they'll have a groom's cake and the groom's cake is like terrible well <laughs> <laughs> just like every groom terrible um no it's like um something cheesy like it looks like a nintendo uh box or like it looks like a car that they love like it's this oh. very bizarre like feminine masculine like oh, so, so it looks like a cake that you got from dairy queen yes in our costco yeah and it's like the groom's cake like the we're throwing the groom a bone and giving oh, him this little thing but it's still it's still a tradition you'll see occasionally that they have a groom's cake along oh, with I've the regular wedding it, cake but okay. i assumed that it had something to do with that with cutting the cake as like um you know, like breaking bread, sort of, oh, like okay. in a I in a see. Christian yeah, way, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like of this yeah, yeah, is yeah. what we're doing, and then or we're sharing. The, uh, we're the, cutting the cake to share with yeah, our yeah, our yeah. family and friends. That reminds me, I can't, and I'm totally missing the name. But in, for Jewish weddings, they have the challah. There yeah. we go. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I was yeah. couldn't remember. Um, but yeah, they have that right before they exactly have, uh, so lots of different cultural has lots of, i mean um many asian weddings from different areas have tea ceremonies same thing right they're they're honoring their elders and pouring people tea so yeah, yeah, i think yeah. sharing food and beverage is very much a part of like every culture historically mm -hmm. um but so i think that that makes sense to me that that's where the cake came from as yeah, well yeah, yeah. is like doing something together and sharing mm -hmm. it with our people mm -hmm. Oh, that one's nice. Yeah, so yeah. actually, do you like that one? Are you back I, on board? I, I'm oh, back on board. No. I could I could say, okay, if if that was the reason for it, then I feel good about it. Yeah, but it's I not crazy like, like but, we're trying to yeah, stop yeah. your bride from getting kidnapped and raped. Yeah, that, that one's not so bad. Lord. Uh, <laughs> I think cake's nice. Wait, we take back everything we said in the last 28 episodes. No, cake no, cuttings no. are awesome. They, they're They're tolerated. They're, they're, they're tolerated. At least it's a nice tradition and not something yeah, exactly. that comes from... Just because that's nice doesn't mean I still want to do them yeah, all the time. True. They're still if annoying. you're not excited about it, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, 
That's a good one. I think one. that was good. I think that was yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. Well, well we kind of went off the rails on this one, but that's what we do. But it was also a request from people listening. So it, it was off the rails, but it was still on the rails a little bit. Well, that's just how we do. Yeah. That's exactly. how we do. Well, cheers. Cheers. And see you next Tuesday. Peace. Peace.